Another episode of Cargumentative, a show where men with a penchant for sleeping shorts, wine gums, and body piercings in unusual places talk about cars and all things car culture. I'm your host, Thomas Faulkner from the Sunday Times, and today I'm joined by the usual guests. I'm Mark Paluta. You Mark's can find me at Palutsky on Instagram. And what, Mark? Uh, and Mark Salomon at MH Salomon on Instagram. And I must admit, I think, Tom, that was your best intro yet. Thank you very that much. Good. I've, I worked on that all week. I like your sleep shorts, Mark. <laughs> They're <Yeah>. sexy. <laughs> They're so sheer. <laughs> Even guys, swiftly on. I'm Nadav. Uh, thanks for having us again. It's only Tom. a pleasure. It's only a pleasure yeah, to see you all. You know, so, um, guys, news. A lot's been happening. And uh, here's something that Mike will like because Mike actually owns one. Or there's one in his family. He owns it. Yeah, it's his. It says he can do what I drive it more. Up. I drive it more often than I care to yeah. care to exactly. internally admit. And that is the new Range Rover Evoque, which looks pretty much the same as the old Range Rover Evoque, except it's grown a little bit in uh, length, so there's more space inside it, uh, which which was a problem on the old one. Well, it really go. isn't a big car, so you'll appreciate that. But they seem to have kept the roof line um, mm. completely intact. It, all, it looks like they almost didn't change the styling of the glass area, which is its signature at all. But they hang on, so they literally increased the legroom at the back. By two centimeters. It probably makes quite a big difference because it's not big in the back. And the boot, okay. is, boot is shocking. That's good for when kids grow up. Also, a big thing, Land Rover, Nadav will like this, this little artifact of uh, factology. Land Rover claims that 53 plastic bottles go into every vehicle upholstered in a textile made from recycled polyester microfibers. That's a nice anorak quote that you... What? You, On the new vehicles? Or? On this work. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. 53 plastic bottles. That's cool. I'm blown away, Thomas. Yeah. So I don't know what so to say. I next time we're in the car park, there. circling like dogs around a bowl of food, you can say, hey, you see that car over there? Whilst 53 53. Not 52. Uh, uh, not not to be outdone, and I do like to try and uh, a, little bit, a, little, a little bit of one-upmanship. Uh, yeah. one the boot isn't big. But I've had many, many six-packs in there. And I think that trumps the, what is it, 53, 23, I don't know, 53 plastic bottles go It's more more impressive to get uh, beers in there. Can we discuss what happened to the old Evoque and how it sort of looked good for a while and Mm -hmm. then it just fell off the dating cliff. Do you think so? I don't think so. Unbelievable. It's still overnight. I still think it looks good. I don't think so. Overnight, it's just dated. It's unbelievable. With a black roof, looks a bit like a jet fighter. What about no roof? Something happened. No. I saw one yesterday (laughs) in traffic. (laughs) But it is the only SUV convertible. Is that so? Well, I mean, is that something you want to really claim? Not necessarily. It's just such a weird car. But it's a thing. Although, although in James Bond, um, in Octopussy, which is my favorite, uh, my favorite of Bond movies, and the teaser, the the teaser at the beginning, the uh, the beautiful girl drives a a, an original Range Rover three door, but a a convertible version. Really? Yeah. In the seventies. Go and have a look at it. The teaser, which is like the little uh, segment that comes on before the 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 title music. Was it? You've got to watch it. It's, it's, it's a epic. TV six in it. I mm. think a convertible Range Rover classic would be. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Cool oh, yeah. We've got a friend who's got a, what, Chev? Convertible yeah, yeah. Chev. 
Pretty cool thing. We'll pitch it to them. Nadav will phone them this week and, uh, and, and uh, say that there's mass interest in this thing. And do you want to and talk uh, about their powertrains? They're bringing you yeah. electric? There's an electric hybrid powertrain for the Evoque, yeah. the new one. For those interested. <laughs> there's <laughs> a three-cylinder. Really three-cylinder. Looks electric. good on paper, but in the real world, it's going to suck. Um, <laughs> okay. mo- moving oh, along it. moving from the Range Rover Evoque. I know you guys want to talk about it for, forever, especially no, the don't. convertible. You got very excited in your gym shorts. Um, that was Mark, yeah. Mark, was Mark, you like tinkering on things and building stuff. Yeah. Model kits, radio control cars, all that yeah. kind of thing. So dig it. there's this German company in Germany, okay? As you do. Yeah, <laughs> called Big Rep. And these guys made like an e-bike, which was made from a 3D printer. That's awesome. So in theory, in a few years' time, you could go online to like a website and say, I want to make myself an e-bike. That's very cool. Pay your money, download the uh, instructions, which the computer knows how to, yeah. how to do it, and um, then you can print yourself a bike. Did they say how long it took to print? No, they didn't. And I, I mean, obviously, it's like components of the e-bike, yeah. and then you assemble it. And then you just assemble it yourself. And That's then, very cool. And then you've got an e-bike. So like... All that wasn't printed was the battery. When you say an e-bike, it's like a bicycle that's like an electric car. A bicycle or is it actually a motorbike? It's a motorbike, an electric bike. So, I mean, it seems like a lot of admin to try and kill yourself. Why? It's like building a radio control <laughs> car, but sitting on it. You can sit on top of it and drive somewhere. Yeah, but a radio control car, you can crash it and it's not, you're not going to die. Well, you know, you do it responsibly. <laughs> you know, know. People always say 930 turbos are widowmakers, and if you get in one, you're going to die, and you're still here. Yeah. You even came in one tonight. But you know, I electric did. bikes, I think, are, are a huge thing to look at, especially in this country, I think, uh, to mobilize people. The masses. I, I agree. I had it's one on cheap, test. efficient. Yeah, did you? Yeah, and the devil actually testified. That's right. I saw it. You remember? It. I, I love that bike. It. They are cool things. It makes he whizzed sense. up and down the hills and dales of Johannesburg. <laughs> I went to his house, and the dove said, what are you testing? I said, I've got a, a Ford Focus RS at the office, but I'm driving this uh, e-bike. And what he looked was it at called? me. Do you remember? Yeah, it was called an A to B Metro. That's right. And the dove just stood there spellbound. He was yeah. like, I don't understand this. And I was like, this is way more fun. Look at this. It's an electric bike. And I yeah, can charge I think it cool, Thomas, but, Thomas told but, but literally we, anyone who would listen. way too much about, about bikes, yeah. Okay, I mean, let's move on. I mean, Nadav's getting more uneven. I'm going to go back to cars and fast cars because that's what you guys are all about. Robert Kubica, who... Yeah. M- Mark Peluda didn't know who I was talking about when that I was mentioned a great, yeah. great Formula One the, driver. The world's first Polish Formula One driver. I make yeah. a point of not knowing Formula One facts. No, no, he, he's very cool. Yeah, he really he, is. So, anyway, like, Where if you don't from? know, where is he from? He's from Poland. He's, from Poland. He's, he's the world's first Polish Grand Prix form, Formula One driver and the first Pole to ever win a Formula One Grand yeah. Prix. Isn't but, Pole and he was driving. Oh, he, he was driving. Do you think in, he's ever been on? He was driving in uh, in a Lotus. Um, and then he had the huge accident yeah, so, in the rally car. So in case you don't know, like Mark didn't know, um, he was a, a talented up-and-coming driver and uh, he had a very bad accident in a rally car, which he was just participating in for fun, as one does, you know, and crashed and he severed his left arm very badly. They thought he was going to lose it, etc. Long story short, they managed to save the arm and he had like this long road to recovery and Williams has signed him up for the 2019 Formula One season which is pretty cool I mean he's he's a year younger than me so that's like 34 years old yeah so and, he's, and he just seems like an all-round good guy yeah he seems like a, a, an all-round good guy and I think he's going to bring um, a lot of of good press to the Williams team and who, good experience who as quite well. frankly sucks they suck, had but a, a terrible season they need 
They need a good a good news story, and they need sponsorship. He's bringing in money, and I think he's going to be. So one thing I do know about the Williams team yeah. is that it's managed by a woman. Yes. Yeah. Claire Williams. Ooh, Claire Williams. Yeah. yeah. Which is fantastic. It is great, but I think it was something that 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 um, I noticed during the final race of the year. Um, was Alonso in the McLaren. It's just how McLaren, ironically, given that they are now such big supercar manufacturers, how by the wayside they've fallen. So, so they're not focusing on Formula no, 1 so much and, anymore. And McLaren and Williams, it's just sad to see those names. And it's not so it's, certain it's, that they're ever going to get back to where they So for someone be. who knows nothing about Formula 1... Isn't it kind of a two-horse race? Mercedes uh, and no, 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 the Ferrari. Red Bulls. Not to be a, a Red Bulls, not to be underestimated. Isn't it a Ferrari not, especially, especially when you've got Verstappen in the thing, and he's the most exciting driver on the, in the field at the moment. And off the field, he's, oh, he's hot-headed. He likes he's, to hit people and push people. He, guys, will you wake me up awesome. when you're done with the segment? Yeah, but I need to talk about. <laughs> uh, I said nothing. About, I've had nothing to add. <laughs> uh, I, I, will well, say, I will say that it's remarkable that Robert Kubica is coming back. <laughs> yes. No, he's coming back. He, I, I, I remember Robert Kubica when, when Formula One was still okay. And he was mm. actually a pretty good driver. He, he was, was an all around nice guy. And Formula the fact that he's made okay. it back. Remarkable. Remarkable. And um, if you thought that was remarkable, just wait until we, we come back after the break for section two, because we're going to be talking about road trip essentials for the December holiday. Welcome back to section two of Cogumentative. In this uh, part of the show, we're going to be talking about road trip essentials because, as we all know, December is basically here. And um, December is a month where people get into their cars, or people who like cars and enjoy you know, the sensation of the open road. The journey as opposed to the destination. That's what it's all about. That me. is what it's all about. So Some people hate it. I mean, they just look at it to, as the quickest way to yeah. get there. No, I'd have it no other way. I that, want the trip. Yeah, mm. For me, the best thing in the entire world is a road trip. Yeah, agree. So, Mike, what do you take on a road trip? We're talking about road trip essentials. So, like, you know, what is a good thing to take? I, I like to make sure that I've got a an interesting car. Yeah. So, okay. so for me, it's about taking something that's going to reward me. So my most epic road trip was a couple of years ago. Took the Ferrari down to Cape Town, three days, back roads only, no air con. That was very brave. Well, I actually followed you on Instagram. It was only brave because of the heat, but it was was the best, best drive of my life. It was... It was hard, and like I love the toil. So, like it's not about. And I know you're, we're going to get into what kit we take with. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you take a, an old Ferrari down sure. for a fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred k drive in thirty seven degree heat, you tend to want to take tools with. Which actually, I um, wasn't quite sure what I'd do with them if something broke anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that's true. Um, you, yeah, yeah, completely but, clueless. Like, but no. I think that it's about also if you've got the option of taking something interesting. Take it. I mean, at the moment we have a real live, wor- uh, a real world uh, example in the room here. So Nadav is looking to go down to where Plettenberg <laughs> Bay. To go do the annual Plettenberg Bay road trip. Uh, and you're toiling with I'm the a, idea of I'm, I'm which tossing the idea around of what car to take in order to accommodate all the uh, things that I need to accommodate: the stuff, the people, 
the growing family, the dogs. Let us help uh, you. Let difficult. us help you. It's difficult. If anyone out there has any suggestions. Well, what are the choices? I yeah. mean, let's see. This is a, this is a helpful room. You see, Nadal's oh. lucky in that he could find a problem with one of his cars, take it to Porsche, and they could loan him a Cayenne. <laughs> That's yeah, I, can. <laughs> I, I got my timing wrong this year, I'll admit. Um, I don't have a loan Cayenne with me at the moment, which have actually solved all of my problems. <laughs> so do you need a car that can fit family and dogs and stuff? Well, you know, what would be perfect would be a, a car that would reward, like you say, be something interesting to drive, make the drive enjoyable, and yet accommodate all all the things that I need to take with me. And really, the only answer to that is an Audi RS6. Not necessarily. I may have something for you. <laughs> what about a Porsche 911? Is that the only option? No, no, only no, option. no. There's no Audi other option. RS6. We can end this conversation now on Audi RS6. My what bus needs to, my bus needs to, to be running. Well, we Your bus doesn't have aircon. No, it doesn't. Of course not. Well, it has windows. That's, what, that's the toil of that trip. The Come reward. If you, you could run I'll in my engine it. for me. Thank you, Mark. That's very kind of you. Okay. And it's got a Rockford Fosgate sound system, so you can pump gangster pump all the way down. All the way down. Do the tunes have to match the age of the car? So does it have to be age appropriate? I think for a certain time, yeah. yeah. Until the novelty runs out. You're like, okay, I'm kind of tired of uh, 60s surf rock now. Let's get something a bit more. But, uh, you know, I think you should have, like, you should have music on hand that suits the, the – um, the vintage of the car. So, Tom, would you say the... Which, which is where I'm getting into with, like, my essential. I was going to say, is music an essential for Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Like, you know, unfortunately, we've got these things called smartphones these days. So, I mean, I keep a lot of music on my phone. I've got about 50 gigs. And it's an essential road trip, you know, com- companion. Because you've got your music. You've got your GPS. You've got Waze. Oh, that, couldn't, that, that was couldn't mine. Couldn't agree more. So, Yeah. Well, you've got there to have you go. I was segue nicely into. Uh, into <laughs> so you've got to have a GPS that warns you of traffic mm-hmm. and cameras. Yeah, and things stopped on the side of the road. And yeah, but the, the playlist is important. So, so, but it has so to keep you awake. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's uh, my was my question mm. around the there are different phases of the journey. So, oh, yeah. what's your what's your go to song to kick the journey off? Sure. It's a tough one. Like what, yeah. kind of a, what kind of a song is it? Because you're not going to start off with something sleepy or anything like that. You want to leave something that, you know, that's for nice sunset driving and things like that. You see, I kind of just make like a, a road trip playlist and then I'll just, I'll just make it start randomly. Well, that's a good question. And then whatever comes on, comes on. Because it's like this, you know, it's just, it should yeah, just you be just this. just put it on shuffle. Yeah, like, like this random freewheeling and that kind of suits the trip. So, so I, on that trip, where I went down to um, Cape Town, mm-hmm. um, I had a great co-pilot, Martin Zandi. He was phenomenal, and we shared the driving, and we actually were with another car, and um, and yeah, we just were on back roads. But Martin had a song, which was the at the time the new Goldfish song, mm-hmm. and um, we played it the first song of the day on all three days. And what's awesome is that when that song comes on the radio or on my playlist, it just completely takes me back to that trip. Yeah, you're right. I did I did a few contikis in my life, and you always had a, a song like your your group song that you would play at the start of every day on your bus trip, and yeah, that comes on now and still reminds me of then, which is lacquer. It's cool. Okay, so, so I have another like road trip essential because this always happens to me. It's yeah. happened to me many times on long trips where I've had to stop in the middle of nowhere with like 300 k's until the next service station, the next ultra city, and a clean toilet. So I always, <laughs> always make sure I have a roll 
of toilet paper in the car. <laughs> really, eh? Seriously, it's happened to the me things like... things you prepare to do on the side of the like, road. Like, well, some, sometimes you have no choice. Sometimes you're like, this is either going to explode all over the car. Okay. No, 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 This is a new low for a car No, 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 no. You guys, you guys laugh and, and, and you guys put it down. I think we are... I promise you, you must always, always keep a spare roll. Listen, when you have kids, an essential wow. is wet wipes. Wet, Absolutely. Wet Couldn't wipes, agree more. Wet wipes are life-changing. No, no, no. I remember I had a brand new car yeah. on my way back from a, on a road trip. And my daughter, well, I think she was about two at the time. And I, I mean, I literally had like a thousand Ks on a new car. And she projectile vomited all over the back of my seat, awesome. down onto the carpets. It was never the same again. Wet wipe saved us. Really? That day, yeah. Even on a hot day, like two years down the line. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just tell her that one day, in terms of like uh, mate's code, that would be normally a full valet, hey? <laughs> full valet. Just bring it up if for the If your mate vomits in your car, no, we still after the, after the jewel, it's a full valet. I disagree, Mark. 100%. No, the rule is you vomit in it, you buy it. Yeah, buy the car. That's always been the back. rule. You can't. Yeah, well, this was from student days. I mean, I'd love to be able to enforce something there. Have we got some good things there, Tom? Well, so we've got a good playlist. We've got a good playlist. Wet wipes. We have toilet a paper. Thing, toilet toilet paper. paper. Absolutely. No, okay, so I'm going to bring it up. No, 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 no. You don't want to have to stop. A perfect segue. So can we eat in our cars? We don't normally eat in our cars. Bolt we we quite Biltong. You have to have Biltong. Yeah. But why do the rules change for a, for a road trip? In Joburg, none of us, I can tell you, eat in our cars. I no, do. Well, yeah, I do. I do. I'm horrified. Thomas, why? what? Because I eat neatly. I don't like smear it all over the ceiling yeah. and like you and drop things. it on the floor. Thomas, you and I are no longer friends. I can, I can, I, in fact, I often sit. <laughs> if you don't eat in your car, where else do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Yeah. As long as it's not ice cream or something that's going to stay, I mean, a, a, a nice packet Jeez. of Biltong is probably perfect. a bad time to tell you what I've eaten in your car, Nadav. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I, th- I think also <laughs> what I don't know what's very important me. is a route. So yeah. you you, you got to like plan your journey so that you got a good idea. And actually, mm. on the on the way, like go and see some stuff because like if you're driving down somewhere and there's a whole lot of people that say, "Sure, I just need to go to." Um, go to Durban and I want to get there and it's got to be five and a half hours. But if you go on the way to Durban and you start, you get to Van Rennes, first of all, you can go to the, uh, the Green Lantern. They've got a donkey called Ms. Bojangles that eats knickknacks. I mean, it's unbelievable. This is remarkable. essential information. It's unbelievable. Essential. And then from there, you can go Tremendous. down and take the Midlands Meander. You can go down past oh, the cool. Nelson Mandela capture site. You can go to the Howick Falls. Howick Falls. They're amazing. I'm saying like, like, a lot of guys. So a route. Just is do it. it. Yeah, yeah, a route. Just do, uh, you know, make it into With some something. waypoints. Yeah. yeah. And you need a good place to stay. Another road trip essential. Find a oh, nice place. Oh, if you're doing place, a long trip, yeah. A nice place. Yeah, like, like if you... Like Colesburg. Like somewhere in Colesburg. Well, I wouldn't Crofrenet. say Colesburg, but like... Depends yeah. where you're going. Yes. Ah. I like Crofrenet. Crofrenet's good. And you've got to find somewhere that's like reasonably Haunted. close. Oh. No. So, so now, you're, now, you're, now, you're, <laughs> now you're speaking my language. So my greatest thing on... And I do a few road trips every year. Mm. I've got a, a bunch of guys. We've got a, a, a run. Don't tell them what it's, it's called. A, yeah, it's a terrible name. And actually, it's, it's a long story. But <laughs> we make sure that we go to some small town. And we go and find a, a bar, a restaurant, and we hang there for two, three hours. And like, you meet locals, and, and that's, for me, the best part of a road trip. I've got it on my bucket list that I want to do what's left of Route 66. 
mm. but only with Wanneroo. Can't stay in any major center. You have to go to like small towns, meet people, mm. um, and That's cool. yeah, just yeah, go and have beers like with that. people at night. Just like, there can be nothing better than that for me. I'm in. I'll join yeah. you for that one. Yeah, like sounds it. good. So wait, can we put it back to Pat Course for a minute? Yes, we can. Pat Course recommendations, guys. It's important. Oh, Bultong. Uh, Bultong snap sticks because you can eat them with one hand. Um, those pre-sliced uh, peeled carrots from Woolworths are also very good. Mm. Oh, literally, will never really? happen. That will, no, literally never, will never happen. Why? Especially from Woolworths. They're crisp and refreshing on a hot day. Delicious. Oh my god. You know? Wow. But you eat celery, bro. Uh, and celery. <laughs> Do you, little, man? Yeah. yeah. It's Celine Dion on the playlist while this is happening. <laughs> Hall of Notes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Think, oh dear. Biltong, some energy drink. You've got to have energy drinks. Have some sparkling water or yeah. something. Energy drinks okay. are sticky if they spill. Jeez, that is an dumb. absolute no-no. How, how, do you, how do you eat? Are you like one we, of those like, monsters we, in, a, in a cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> we, we have Woolworths gums. They're very clean and they keep us going. That's all we need. It's clean. True it story, actually. Spill. So do we, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't spoil. It's clean. It's not sticky. I think it must be stressful road tripping with you. Because like, probably Nadav, can is. I have, do, do, do you mind if I have, like, can I just maybe have one more gum? And you're like, oh, no. no I actually road trip with Nadav in Germany recently. And that's Germany probably the most important thing. Stop. Ever. Yeah. yeah, you want great companions. So you've got to make sure that you've got people with you who can be Tolerant of other people's cultures and, um, music. and music and other people's music. Actually, we yeah, it's, we'll talk about that in one and, of these and segments. You, and you need good banter. Yeah, I mean, like so, so, so you need people that aren't going to take themselves too seriously. Ironically, Dax, who we all know, who's a fairly colourful individual, you'd imagine him to be terrible. But he's phenomenal. Why would you imagine him to be terrible? Because he's just because <laughs> he's Dax. <laughs> Thomas, I've offered you to yeah. come with me on a road trip in December. Correct. Sorry, Dax. You've you've. Uh, You've declined to agree at this stage, so, uh, well, so it's not looking good for me. Uh, I can't agree, uh, and neither can I disagree <laughs> at this stage. So. It's not looking good, because you guys aren't painting a good picture of me and our road trip. So. No, he's great. Yeah, he's going to say awesome. no. Well, someone's going to have to go down to Cape Town and fetch a Ferrari at some point in time, and I'm just saying I'm happy to be it. a passenger. Why? Please. Whose Ferrari are you collecting? Not me. I'm just saying someone in the room. We're All not right. talking about that for Noted. now. Noted. Okay. So, guys, to wrap up, we've got time for one more essential. You got that you got to pick. Oh, should it be something practical, a tool perhaps? I mean, like what? What should in a modern car? Not really. Oh no. yes, yes, tire weld kit. Oh, yeah. tire weld kit. It's just the last thing you want to do is be stuck on the side of the road trying to change a tire. Get one of those things costs sixty bucks. You inflate it. I don't know how good it is on the inside. It leaves a little bit of residue and whatever, but it gets the thing inflated and you can drive. Hmm. And carry I used on. to think that it rendered the tire useless, but actually they can take it off, clean it out, and, no, and fix it. Which Absolutely. is good. I so that's know that. top tip, yeah. Right. Top, top, top tip. tip. I, have, I have them in all the cars. As you should. And fire extinguishers. Guys, thanks for that. Um, a lot of essentials there, some which I'll, uh, I'll definitely mark down in my road trip book. Some others, I don't know. Right. Uh, but <laughs> we're going to take another quick break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to be talking about fuel economy. Welcome back to Cargumentative. In this section, I originally wanted to speak about my weird obsession with car CB radios, but uh, you know, I got uh, vetoed. 
Um, and, uh, Another time, Thomas. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Could and happen this week still. I hope so. Um, and anyway, so Mark Paluta wants to talk about fuel economy, which is not the most exciting uh, topic for be. podcasting, but um, he assures us that it's going to be well, relevant and funky and sparky. So over to you, Mark. Yeah, it all I mean, this really is your story. Yeah. It doesn't all have to be fun. Sometimes cons- consumer advice is good. Is it? So what got me thinking about this is I watched an old episode of Top Gear where... And this is, this is, you're going to love the story. So, Jeremy Clarkson takes a E92 BMW M3 up against the Toyota Prius on a racetrack, an oval racetrack. Mm-hmm. And he drives, so he fills the two to the brim and he drives them around at the same speed for, I don't know, an hour. And he proved that in this, in, with this test that the BMW used less fuel. So, that led me to think. Is it all about the way you drive, or is it about the car you drive? Very interesting. Mm, well, look, I mean, you know, as a professional, <laughs> <laughs> having tested hundreds, if not thousands of cars in my illustrious 10-year journalism career, <laughs> I can say that it does depend on both, but a car does make a big difference. Yeah. So if you drive carefully and say – a Subaru WRX, which I've just had, mm-hmm. it's still going to drink because it just does. It just drinks. That's how it is. Yeah, it's but, the way it's been designed. But, but if you drive very carefully in, like the latest Prius, which I did last year, on a drive back from Opikopi to uh, my house, I got very, very, very good fuel consumption. In a Prius? Yeah. I thought it was the most yeah, but that's, ironic car. That's granted almost. You're expecting it. So what I'm leading... To is is mm-hmm. a car that maybe you're not expecting to be economical. So say some people don't have the available funds to just go and buy a new economical car. Mm-hmm. What can they do to drive their current car more economically? Hypermiling. Well, I'd, I'd say the first trick is to avoid traffic. So, so try and drive bus. out of... No, no, no. <laughs> try and drive out of peak times. <laughs> yeah, That'll definitely get you there more efficiently. Well, that's what Correct? I do. I start late and I go home late. And yeah, I'm so missing out on traffic. all this, like, you know. So in Joburg at the moment, don't sit in traffic. That's that's a kicker. Uh, um, gear changing. Yeah. Keep it cycling. So modern cars, like DSG, double clutch cars, actually, actually cycle through their gears really quickly mm. to get you up to a higher gear to keep your revs low to drive more economically, to keep the car economical. Smoothness. Smoothness. <laughs> your, your foot... Your feet must be like jazz singers, smooth <laughs> I like that. and battery and sultry. Very good, okay. You know, smooth, smooth maneuvers. Come off the gas slowly, get on the gas slowly, that nice progressive. So you brought up an interesting subject this week. We were talking about three-cylinder cars and how they've mm. become – more manufacturers are making them to mm-hmm. try and, I suppose, produce lower CO2 figures. So basically – the lower the CO2 emissions on a car, the better the car looks to the green police out there. Yeah, but and your CO2 taxes like. are lower. Correct. Correct. Okay, but okay. That, that is just – that is It's a, a fast. That's in lab conditions where those engines aren't on boost Bec- and they're just idling. So in real world, you're not going to get anywhere near that. You're gonna, those – I mean, I've driven turbocharged three cylinders and they are just they, – they suck fuel back. So, but yeah, exactly, because you have to wring their necks to Correct. try and get any kind of performance out of them. Yeah. So you sit at high RPM mm. 
revving the nuts off the thing, yeah. and you end up using oh, a lot more oh, gas. Oh, sorry, I just woke up. I just heard about revving the nuts off an engine. <laughs> Shut up. So, okay, so so I mean, this this is this. Uh, I'm I'm relatively sensitive. I just say this. Oh, like, I get I get emotional about certain things. <laughs> yeah. And, well, not like and, and when you're talking economy. about fuel economy and. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know. And, and, and some of our listeners want to know how to drive their dailies economically so that they can go and drive their weekend warriors yeah. quickly. Yeah, I mean, but we, let's just talk about things let's like the Chiron. The Chiron apparently will, will empty its tank in <laughs> six minutes at maximum speed. So that's exactly So that's hypermiling. Yeah. That's at like 410 in, k's an hour. Like, <laughs> like one of two places on earth where you can actually do that. Anyway, so it doesn't have to be a long segment, but, you know. So I, I, I've important. got a couple of fuel economy questions. Maybe you guys... I'm yeah, gonna, uh, I can um, answer them for uh, uh, Can you? Being yeah. the professional I'm that you professional, are. Yeah. Ten years Bring it of on. experience. Let's do it. So I, I've always wondered, if you have a a relatively powerful car mm. or, or something quite modern, mm. um, I think that something that confuses our motorists is the availability of 93 and 95 octane petrol Mm -hmm. and 93 octane is cheaper Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of people don't realize that if your engine is mapped or other in other words designed to take advantage of 95 octane you might be doing yourself a disservice by buying the cheaper 93 octane fuel because your car will be more fuel efficient running on the higher quality 95 octane makes sense is this true and how do we know if that's true? You're the professional. Take you know away. what? So, so before you, you come in there, Thomas, I mean, it makes sense that if the car performs better on the one fuel, it, it would produce power lower in the rev range, which means you don't really have to rev it as high. And revs are what... Yeah, I, I was going to say. I mean, I think that it, like it, I would I would wonder about a big lazy V8 engine driving it at low revs, using the torque, and allowing it to be like, as you say smooth, rather well, than taking a little engine gear. and just mm-hmm. revving. So the BMW, revving it to the BMW I, M3 is a V8 versus a Prius that is half electric and half four cylinder. Yeah, 1.6 or whatever it 1.8. is. 1.8. 1.8. Yeah. And the V the V8 got better fuel economy just by not revving it up. So having more power available and using it correctly can be more economical. But if you so Top tip. so basically if you just don't drive like an idiot, um, you'll save fuel. What are you calling yourself? So to wrap segment up, what we're guy. suggesting is that to save fuel, buy yourself a giant V8. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it was tall. Or a V12 if you can find yeah. one. Excellent. Thanks, Mark. Excellent Guys, work. I'm very glad we've got that out there. Once I'm sure again, our listeners the are point. also thrilled. They're going to be saving liters and liters of uh, gas. Just, just, uh, liters. just for the record, the V12, my V12 uses 30 liters by 100 Ks. <laughs> 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 and that's the best I could get. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That is pretty serious. That's remarkable. Guys, cool. We're going to wrap that up. And uh, we, when we get back, we're going to be talking about, we're going to have an argument about names and which names are the best names for cars. Welcome back to the final segment of this episode of Cargumentative. And in this segment, guys, we're going to have an argument because that's what we do best. And it's about car names. And we were having this chat on WhatsApp on the weekend. And you guys were saying that British cars have got the best sort of car names ever. 
and you guys <laughs> going on about Italians and Ferraris and you know. So we said Ferrari have the worst names for any car ever. They do. They do. They should have stuck with numbers. Think yeah, so. they we did. Re- no, they really do have bad names. The yeah. le, for, the the Ferrari. Yeah. No, but I mean that's one. The Enzo. No, no. Enzo the, is not great. I mean, why it's named after the founder? The, I mean, the best Ferrari yeah, name of one? all. It wasn't even an official Ferrari name. The 365 GTP4 Daytona. I mean, the Daytona is a great name because it's the and it got its uh, name because they won. They won at at 73 in in Daytona. Those Ferrari um, 330s, they were those which are the most gorgeous race cars, in my opinion, of all time. What are they? And uh, the P4s, those P4s, P3s, P4s. So they, but but they did it, and and it got the name Daytona from there, and it's just, you know, it's evocative. But the rest of the names are really bad, like Mondial. Um, the world Port, Portofino. Wait, uh, actually, so Monza is good. Monza, Monza was good. Yeah, Monza there was, was a good. racing Monza Testarossa. So wait, let's take let's take two steps back because mm. what we were actually discussing was names that are both evocative and fast. Yeah. What are the fast. fastest car names? What what car names make the car sound fast? And we were saying that Ferrari actually kind of fails in that because something called super fast. It's just not classic. Yeah, that really is terrible. Do you think it's, it's lost in translation? No, because there's no Italian version. Or is there? Super Veloce. No, there but they go. call it the Super Fast in Italy. They don't call it the Super Veloce. No, they do. But Super Veloce was uh, trademarked by Lamborghini. That's the problem. Ah, uh, Super Veloce. What, what, what? Well, anything that's sort of in a in Italian sounds sounds good. Like I mean, the the the, the Ferrari Quattro Valvole. It's, it's four valve or, or Quattro Porte, which it's is the uh, which is the, the the Maserati. Sounds incredibly. It sounds fast. incredibly fast. Or the Testa Rossa, which is the Test- redhead. Yeah, redhead. But actually, that is that, that, that could red. be that could be the best Ferrari name because it was named after the cam covers, which were painted red, and you know it sort of. But once again, it wasn't official name it got the name unofficially because of the cam covers mm. and then they did a bit of shameless oh, marketing back when it when it got to the no 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 no, the, no it was a 250 250 Testarossa with pontoon fenders ah, okay. yeah. it was a very amazing okay, car okay. that okay well okay, so, so the Ferrari okay, so Ferrari rules here rules here it needs to be evocative and sound fast so sound the, fast. the Brits the Brits Aston Martin they're very good at it. Lots of Vs. Very good. Yeah, like Vantage. Mm-hmm. Mm. Valkyrie. That's fast. Valkyrie. Phew. Vulcan. Does that do it for you? Vulcan. Vulcan. That's so fast. Vulcan the sounds. Fastest Vulcan name. Is but like, they're stealing that name from like, a bomber, from yes. a, a Cold War bomber. Yeah, but which it's is, fast. You know how fast which is like it a was. Falcon with well, a V. It wasn't that fast. You know, <laughs> America. Falconer. America was making much faster. Were they? Bomb- yeah. They what were. about the? What kind of fast American names? Okay, so, so listen. Thomas has been I'm waiting really, to jump in here. I have, because, so much to I was gonna, okay. because Americans make cars with the coolest names they do. ever. They do. And I'm just going to read off some of them. Okay, Charger, awesome. Challenger, Hornet, Viper, Prowler, Javelin, Super B, Demon, Exorcist. I mean, that is the so Exorcist, cool. Exorcist? A, what is the Exorcist? A Camaro Exorcist was, was basically built to take on the Dodge Demon. I mean, <laughs> wow, I mean, like, cool. how cool is that? That is cool. Hey? It, it is proper cool. It's like you fair, come yeah. in with your demonology, and I'm going to blow well, you. Those are pretty good. You left out Thunderbird. Thunderbird. What about the judge? What is the judge? The judge was a GTO. Yeah, cool. the judge is cool. Um, the Roadrunner was even cool because Roadrunner. everyone oh, knows what it, what, yeah. how fast that little guy was. Meep meep. It's just exactly. like you know, you know, what we're forgetting about Dieter Mosser. 
Ja, der Pantera. So, Pantera. The Mangusta. 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 Hell of a fast name. So why, Nadav, tell us, why was it named the Mangusta? It was named the Mangusta. Mangusta is Italian for Italian, I think, mangusta. for mongoose. And the De Tomaso Mangusta was designed to race against cobras on track. Exactly. So the Shelby Cobra um, being a snake. Yeah. And mongoose, mongooses eat cobras. Brilliant. And so Brilliant. it is a mangusta because it eats cobras on the track. Fantastic. And they also have the story. Pantera, which is also right. a very cool name. It's a name. fast name. Yeah. yeah. Mm, it's named after a band, I believe. I think the <laughs> band came afterwards. <laughs> so, so Porsche only, in my opinion, had only two really good names. Mm. One was Carrera, which is Spanish for race. Mm. Um, and then Speedster. But what about the thing about Speedster is that it's a little bit too literal. You know, mm. it's like... That's the thing. They're not evocative if it's too literal. It's super like super fast. fast. Yeah, like Speedster. Ferrari super fast. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. I, I put forward that actually Lamborghini is the winner. Super Veloce, oh, Jota. Yeah. Well, Jota. So, so, so just, just for the listeners, just, called a Jota. Um, Lamborghinis, An with the exception of one car <laughs> that I know of, are all named after fan- famous, very brave fighting bulls who died, but they, they really gave the, the matador a hard time. The only one that I can think of that doesn't ha- isn't named after a bull is Kuntash. And the way that that got its name is when they looked at people said Kuntash, which is basically um, Italian for yo. There goes yo. a hot chick. Yeah. Hot yo. chassis over there. It's dialect. Yeah, 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 it's dialect. Exactly. So there's Italian, yeah. normal yeah. Italian and there's dialect Italian. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So that's an exclamation in yeah. dialect Italian. Yeah. But, but, oh, the, the, but the, the Lambos mean, do of kind of Kuntash. So, yeah, Kuntash. So what's the current range? Aven- Aventador. Aventador. Um, Huracan. Huracan. Huracan and the and Performante. Performante. And the, and, the, and the Urus. And the Urus. Yeah. And the Urus. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean Uri- I want to yeah. see what that bloated bull looked like. But I, but I, but I, but I also, I, I must say, I'm a biased, but one name that does sound really fast is Diablo. Which, yeah, mean, which, me, which means well, it means devil, devil yeah. exactly Fantastic. like the demon and the exorcist. I can't like I, I keep going on about that, but it's just so cool. Well, I remember you did fast. an article on the Diablo, and you and, right. and the headline was devil worship, and you got some hate mail for that. I did. People still think I'm a Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in my spare time, I'm sacrificing cats. And what about the Japanese? Did they ever do no. anything that sounded fast? <laughs> no. Corolla, <laughs> Run yeah. X. Okay. Don't we love that? The funny Run X, yeah, because yeah, it runs, yeah. 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 Even well, even could have been the Walk X. The Cedric. The Cedric. <laughs> Even Cedric. wasn't, wasn't the, really the, the GTR, the predecessor, wasn't it called the Sylvia? Mm, like the original? No. Yeah. What was it? Initially, there was, there, there's a Sylvia, there's a Nissan Sylvia, yeah, which didn't sound I mean, there's a Skylar. Lost in translation. Integra is quite cool. Bluebird's nice. Integra sounds like, a, sounds like a, the uh, like a Lego oh, is toy. Is it a Datsun? P510. There's a Datsun Go, the which Bluebird. is the opposite, nice yeah, I suppose. Like Stop. So okay, but it's the same it's in quick. Japanese as Italian, where the words don't necessarily mean anything. Listen, Hakusuka. If you guys think that Japanese may cause the Japanese may cause with bad names, the Brits. I mean, <laughs> a Dolomite. Yeah, really? they really got it wrong. Um, it's a, a princess, strong mountain range. Marina, a stag. Stag. It just conjures up these but horrible images of smoky, depressing, brown, velour-covered pubs in the 70s and early 80s <laughs> totally, with people bleating totally. about unions and Margaret Thatcher and <laughs> bad, warm beer. But you're just talking oh. about British Leyland in the But the, the, the thing about it is that <laughs> yeah. but there are certain things that they do was. phenomenally well. So Rolls-Royce 
does it well. Mm. I mean, something called the phantom sure. and the or the go, yeah, or, or the silver yeah. spirit, yeah. the silver spur. It just sounds grand. I think even Dave, like the double yeah. six mm. and the um, oh yeah, double six and is cool. So so Aston Rolls Royce. I mean, Bentley got one of the most controversial names of all time. The Bentley Blower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, That's up with the Pajero as, as well. <laughs> yeah, the that was an informal name yeah. again. They call it a right. Shogun in the, in the, U, in the UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For good reason. Okay, but we have to, we have <laughs> to start getting... Shogun. Uh, I mean, I, I suspect we're running out of time here, but I think we, 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 all have to, we all have to choose our, our best name for a car that sounds okay, I have fast. Asked. Aston Martin Vanquish Volante, which means convertible in Aston speak. Vanquish is spectacular. So Vanquish Volante. That oh, is a fast car. Yeah. Even if it's yeah. not fast, it sounds fast. It sounds, sounds fast. ridiculous. No Lovely car. Mike, what's your pick? So, so mine is ele- elegantly fast. It's the mm. Maserati Mistral, which mm. is Mistral, which is a, a type mm. of a wind. Right. So I love that Mike brought that up because I think of all car names, Maserati Mistral has been my all-time favorite. But I just didn't think that it sounded fast. I do it's love elegantly it. It's elegantly fast. Elegantly fast. So I'm going to go with what I said earlier, Super Veloce Jota from Lamborghini. Okay. You so guys fast. know what I'm going for. Mustang. No, so, man. Mustang, Sally. Camaro Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So guys, that is it. There are no uh, losers in good. this. If, if we've left any big ones out, will you let us know? Yeah. On yeah. social media? That's um, Reminder. At Palutski. At? At MH Salomon. At NBR underscore 911 on Instagram. And at Thomas Faulkner triple one on Twitter. Um, Guys, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I'm Thomas Faulkner from Sunday Times, and you've been listening to Cargumentative. We'll catch you next week. Cheers.